Chapter Twenty Five of Elsie's Womanhood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Deanna Beauvais. Elsie's Womanhood by Martha Finley. Chapter Twenty Five. Liberty, freedom, tyranny is dead. Run hence, proclaim, cry it about the streets. Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. The winter of 1861 to 1862 wore wearily away. The great republic still convulsed with all the horrors of the Civil War, and the opening spring witnessed no abatement of the fearful strife. During all these months, nothing unusual had occurred in the family of our friends at Naples. But one lovely morning in April, a sweet flowerette blossomed among them, bringing joy and gladness to all hearts. Our little Violet, Elsie said, smiling up at the happy face of her husband, as he bent over her in the babe, she has come to us just as her namesakes in America are lifting their pretty heads among the grass. Thank you, darling, he answered, softly touching his lips to her cheek. Yes, and we will give her my mother's name, and may she inherit her lovely disposition also. I should be so glad dear mother's was as lovely a character as I ever knew. Our responsibilities are growing, love three precious little ones now to train up for usefulness here and glory ever after yes she said with a grave yet happy face and who is sufficient for these things our sufficiency is of god and he has promised wisdom to those who ask it what a comfort i should like to show this pretty one to walter where is he now i wonder poor fellow ah though she knew it not he was then lying cold in death upon the bloody field of shiloh there had been news now and then from their northern friends and relatives. Richard Allison had recovered from his wound and was again in the field. Edward was with the army also, Harold too, and Philip Ross. Lucy was, like many others who had strong ties in both sections and their armies, well-nigh distracted with grief and fear. From their relatives in the south, the last news received had been that of the death of Dick Percival nor did any further news reach there until the next November. Then they heard that Enna had been married again to another Confederate officer about a year after her first husband's death, that Walter had fallen at Shiloh, that Arthur was killed in the Battle of Lucca, and that his mother, hearing of it, just as she was convalescing from an attack of fever, had a relapse and died a few days after. Great was the grief of all for Walter. Mr. Dinsmore mourned very much for his father also, left thus almost alone in his declining years. No particulars were given in regard to the deaths of the two men. Oh, cried Elsie, as she wept over Walter's loss, what would I not give to know that he was ready for death? But surely we may rejoice in the hope that he was, since we have offered so much united prayer for him. Yes, returned her father, for if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven and god's promises are all yea and amen in christ jesus papa said horace how can it be that good christian men are fighting and killing each other it is a very strange thing my son yet undoubtedly true that there are many true christians on both sides they do not see alike and each is defending what he believes a righteous cause "'Listen all,' said Mrs. Dinsmore, who was reading a letter from Daisy, her youngest sister. "'Richard is ill in the hospital at Washington, and May has gone on to nurse him. Dr. King of Lansdale, Ohio, is there acting as a volunteer surgeon, and has Lottie with him. 
she will be company for our may don't worry about richie may writes that he is getting better fast rose smiled as she read the last sentence what is it mamma asked elsie nothing much only i was thinking how greatly richie seemed to admire miss king at the time of the wedding well if he loses his heart i hope he will get another in exchange why sister elsie how could uncle richie lose his heart did they shoot a hole so it might drop out queried rosebud in wide-eyed wonder i hope the doctors will sew up the place quick for it does fall out she added with a look of deep concern poor dear uncle wall is killed she sobbed and uncle art too and i don't want all my uncles to die or to be killed we will ask god to take care of them dear daughter said rose caressing the little weeper and we know that he is able to do it one day in the following january eighteen sixty three the gentlemen went into the city for a few hours leaving their wives and children at home they returned with faces full of excitement what news queried both ladies in a breath lincoln has issued an emancipation proclamation freeing all the blacks there was a momentary pause then rose said if it puts an end to this dreadful war i shall not be sorry nor i said elsie perhaps you don't reflect that it takes a good deal out of our pockets remarked her father several hundred thousand from yours yes papa i know but we will not be very poor i alone have enough to keep us all comfortably if i were only sure it would add to the happiness of my poor people i should rejoice over it but i am sorely troubled to know what has or will become of them it is more than two years now since we have heard a word from viamede it is very likely we shall find nothing but ruins on all our plantations viamede the oaks ion and roselands reported mr dinsmore pacing to and fro with an anxious and disturbed countenance let us hope for the best mr travilla responded cheerfully the land will still be there perhaps the houses too the negroes will work for wages and gradually we will be able to restore our homes to what they were and if the war stops now we shall probably find them still in pretty good condition said elsie no her father said the war is not at an end or likely to be for a long time to come but we will wait in patience and hope daughter and not grieve over losses that perhaps may bring great happiness to others are we poor now papa asked horace anxiously no son your sister is still very wealthy and we all have comfortable incomes it did me good to see uncle joe's delight over the news mr travilla smilingly remarked to his wife ah uh, you told him then she returned with a keen interest and pleasure yes and it threw him into a transport of joy came massa he said neber tank to hear such news as dat neber specs dis child lib to be freedom come then sobering down but massa we's been a prayin for it we's been cryin to the good lord like the chillin ob israel when days in de house of bondage thousands and thousands of us cry day and night and de lord hear and now he answer have come bress de lord bress his holy name for ever and ever and what will you do with your liberty uncle joe i asked then he looked half frightened massa you ain't gwine to send us off we lub you and miss elsie and de children and we's gettin most too old to start out new for ourselves well dear i hope you assured him that he had nothing to fear on that score certainly i told him they were free to go or stay as they liked and as long as they were with or near us we would see that they were made comfortable then he repeated with great earnestness that he loved us all and could never forget what you had done in restoring him to his wife and making them both so comfortable and happy 
yes i think they've been very happy with us and probably it was the bitter remembrance of the sufferings of his earlier life that made freedom seem so precious a boon to him going into the nursery half an hour later elsie was grieved and surprised to find chloe sitting by the crib of the sleeping baby crying and sobbing as if her very heart would break her head bowed upon her knees and the sobs half smothered lest they should disturb the child why mammy dear what is the matter she asked going to her and laying a hand tenderly on her shoulder chloe slid to her knees and taking the soft white hand in both of hers covered it with kisses and tears while her whole frame shook with her bitter weeping mammy dear mammy what is it elsie asked in real alarm quite forgetting for the moment the news of the morning which indeed she could never have expected to cause such distress dis child don't want no freedom sobbed the poor old creature at length she loves to belong to her darlin young missus uncle joe he sing and jump and praise de lord cause freedom come but your old mammy don't want no freedom she can't go for to leave you miss elsie her bressed darlin child that she done take care of ever since she was born mammy dear you shall never leave me except of your own free will elsie answered in tender soothing tones come get up and don't cry any more why would it come as near breaking my heart as yours if we had to part what could i or my babies ever do without our old mammy to look after our comfort brush your heart honey you are allus good and kind to your old mammy chloe said checking her sobs and wiping away her tears as she slowly rose to her feet de lord bless you and keep you now let your mammy give you one good hug like when you were little child and many times since said elsie smiling sweetly into the tear-swollen eyes of her faithful old nurse and not only submitting to but returning the embrace End of chapter twenty five recording by deanna beauvais